Hey guys, this is Courtney Cole and you're listening to the Love Freak Podcast. If you're loving this healing journey that we're on together through this podcast, be sure to check out my latest EP, Earthquake, which is all about my own personal healing journey that led me to doing this very podcast. You can check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, or basically anywhere you love listening to music. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you're continuing to align with love and that you're creating some beautiful, beautiful things. Remember the passion you felt doing that particular thing you always loved to do when you were a kid? Whether it was to laugh or to love or to explore, to play or create. Those passions weren't just you being a kid. They were gifts of clarity. They're the desires of your heart authentically expressed. Hi, I'm Courtney Cole, and this is the Love Freak Podcast, where we remember who we really are and what we've come to this planet to create. It's here we make a choice, love or fear. It's here we choose to vibrationally realign ourselves with the truth of our essence, love. 528 hertz, the love frequency, which therefore allows us to realign with conscious healing, authenticity, and creativity. Don't freak out. This is your true nature. Hey, this is Elaine Williams, acting coach and teacher at the Baron Brown Studio in Los Angeles. You can check out the studio at our website, baronbrown.com, or on Instagram at act at Baron Brown. To learn more about authentic creativity, please tune into the Love Freak podcast with the fantastic Courtney Cole. I had such a good time talking to her. It was a hoot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Love Freak podcast. I am here with my friend and country artist, Sarah Darling. She is such an amazing singer-songwriter. And today we're going to be talking about her journey and what led her to discover the true artist within herself. Golden fields, wide open skies, a million stars to paint the Horses run and rivers wind and cowboys arrive. Sarah and I met early on in our journey through the music industry and she's taught me so much not only about determination and persistence but also she's just been such a true beautiful example of true creativity and just a reminder of the beauty and the process of evolution to uncovering that brilliant creator in all of us. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. I am so happy to see you. I am so happy. Nothing makes me happier than seeing your beautiful face. And I have been enjoying watching the journey of the love freak. So this is an <laughs> honor to be to be on here. Oh, thank you. It's definitely, definitely been a journey. And um, we, you know, you and I, we've been catching up now for a while over the years and we've been wanting to catch up the last couple weeks. So I'm excited that we're going to do it here and, um, and just, and just chit chat about our lives and our careers. And um, I, you know, I really, I think that you're such an amazing artist and you're someone that I have really had the pleasure of kind of knowing and watching for a long time now over the years. Um, 
And I feel like your story is one that just really speaks volumes when it comes to really finding and developing, you know, the true artist within yourself. Um, we actually met because I was the intern at the record label that you were signed to years and years ago. Do you it's remember so, that? <laughs> I know. It's so crazy to think about. I think life is so funny and just beautiful in the fact that like, you know, amazing things happened out of that deal. Um, and a lot of learning experiences, but one thing that is so wonderful is just our friendship developing right? from that time, you know, and we've been through some crazy stuff together. Oh my it's God. So weird. I think back to all, do you even know, do you know how I got that job? No, tell me. Okay, I got to tell you. I don't I feel like I we we had to have talked about this at some point, but oh my gosh. Okay, so I was at Belmont. It was like my junior year and I was trying to figure out how I was going to get out of kind of the Belmont bubble and jump into yeah. a job in the music industry or, you know, find like a deal or something. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I got on MySpace. If that doesn't say, <laughs> yeah, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and so basically, I'm 97, and um, I got on MySpace. I started messaging all these songwriters and trying to get them to either write with me or give me their songs for a project, you know. And yeah. uh, Jeff Dayton was oh, one my. of those people. Jeff Dayton is such a big part of my career. I know like, Jeff Dayton you, is amazing. That's incredible. I had no idea. So did he, he introduced you to the Black River team. Through, so through funny music. story. So he, okay. So for those of you who don't know, who are like, who is Jeff Dayton? Jeff Dayton is a songwriter in Nashville. Uh, such a lovely man. Um, but for all I knew at the time, could have totally been a serial killer. I had no idea, you know, I, I'm on MySpace <laughs> talking to this guy. Um, you know, he's a good bit older than me. No idea who this person is. And he's like, hey, um, I definitely love your voice. You know, I had my music up there. Love your voice. Let's get together at Starbucks on 21st Avenue. And I'm like, um, okay, okay, sure. Like, what's the harm in that? I'm thinking got to be prepared. So we meet at Starbucks and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, whatever. We have a great conversation. He's like, you know, I just signed to this publishing company um, and they're new and the publisher is looking for an intern. Like, would you be interested in that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, do you want to give me his email? He's like, or you can get in my van and I'll take you there. Oh my gosh, this is such a funny story. <laughs> so hilarious. So I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know this guy. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And you know what? I'm going to tell everyone out there right now, do not ever do don't that. Don't do it. Especially this day and age. Don't do it. But I did. And he brought me directly there where Rob Hinden was sitting in the desk. And Nicest guy in the world. Hired me Bob. on the spot. And I was Aww. the intern and I got to listen to all of your amazing songs. Um, one being <sighs> Waiting on You that you've never released, which is still my favorite Sarah Darling song of all times. Do you know, I think about that song all the time. And I think of you every time I think of that song. <laughs> I've written so many songs over the years and I like I'll go through 
like every once in a blue moon, I'll just start playing like old ones, like The Boy Never Stays and and some of those old songs. And I'm like, these are really good songs. And you just, you know, I think all good songs find their way eventually. No, it's so true. And yeah. you were so pivotal in me, like actually learning how to craft a song. I sat and listened to your songs, Jeff Dayton songs. Uh, uh, you, you guys were the two that I remember the most, but I would sit and listen to your songs all day and organize the catalog. And it really taught me how to kind of write and how to, to kind of figure out what I want to say. You've been doing that for a really, really long time. Um, it's been really cool to see how you've kind of always had a particular sound. Who is like, who is your biggest influence as far as your sound is concerned? Like, what did you grow up listening to? Um, well, first off, I do want to say I'm so honored that <laughs> I was part of that process for you. I, you know, I've, as I'm getting older, um, that to me means so much, like hearing um, just just how you've influenced younger artists and and sort of shaped them to just even to believe in like, hey, I want to I want to write songs or I want to sing or how did you do this? Because um, I think about all the you know, Jeff Dayton actually helped me as well early on in, on, in my career. Like we wrote songs and no one would write with me in Nashville. Um, so, you know, he's such a sweet guy for that reason, but I always think about that. Um, so thank you. Um, oh, absolutely. influences, um, gosh, that ranges. I'm definitely a, a Fleetwood Mac fan. Um, totally. Alison Krauss, um, Leanne Womack, Shania Twain, um, the very first like CD that I ever had was given to me by my dad and it was an Eagles record. So there's, there's a lot of like this California, um, singer songwriter vibe in what I do as well. Totally. Just be, just because I think it was part of, you know, I listened to it as a kid and I loved Tom Petty and, but I also grew up with country music too. So I'm, I'm somewhere in between those worlds, you know, just naturally. Yeah. And you've always really, you like your sound totally leans to all of those things. And it also leans to this like really beautiful, like uh, you've always had this freedom and elegance and, and free spirit vibe to your music too, that I've always loved. And you've always been uh, so true to that, which, which I love, but there's been so many things that I've kind of watched you go through. Like you were such an amazing artist then and, um, but to watch you grow over the years and just like even more into that and you've become like this beautiful creator and you've found even more depth, uh, you know, in your voice and kind of what you want to say to the world. And I feel like you, you came across a lot of challenges in that it's, it's not always been easy. Like you had a record deal and that's the dream, right? I think about when I was a kid and I would sit in my room and pretend like I was touring in each room in my house. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I have a record deal. That's the dream. This is what I've <laughs> always wanted. Yes. You know, was that everything that you hoped that it would be when it comes to that childhood dream for you? Such a great question. And I love talking about it because I feel like I've been on both sides of this, this world now. Um, you know, 
I grew up in Iowa and I wanted nothing more than to, you know, I had come, I had come to Nashville several times at like age 16, 17, just on road trips with my parents. And I'm like, yeah. as soon as I graduate high school, I'm moving to Nashville. Um, and as soon as I got here, um, I was playing a writer's night and ended up meeting some people at Black River and getting a record deal. And it was, I was so excited about it. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, I, I loved the fact that I got to, um, I learned a lot about what I wanted and what I didn't want. I think wow. um, if I could pull one thing, you know, like that one big thing is that I felt like I was so young and I was very moldable and not, not saying a puppet or anything like that, but um, I do think that you say yes a lot to things that you actually mm. don't really like. And, and so, you know, for me, it was such an amazing experience, you know, having a song like Home to Me, which, you know, is, did incredibly well, actually kickstarted my career, um, yeah, you know, to sure. be honest with you. But, um, you know, I, I did find myself in positions a lot more than the positive of just being like, that's not the song I want to pick is my single, you know, and I, I never, I never really had that say. And so, you know, when I, when I see, you know, the dreamers of like, oh, like I want a record deal. The, the key to a record deal is like thinking about it as being a partner partnership. You know, you want to, a record deal is about partnership of, you know, Hey, this amazing group of people wants to team up with what I'm doing because they believe in the vision and that was something I didn't know yet. You know, I was wow. so young and I didn't, I didn't have that um, vision of who I was yet. And, you know, I, I have that now, but I didn't have it then. Totally. But I think, and it's also probably a thing that you probably had to have to be where you are now in a sense of having Completely. to discover that. There's such a weird balance because I think about it and, you know, I actually, I've never had a, a record deal. Um, I've had publishing deals. I've had management deals. I've had all the other deals. Um, and it's so interesting when you have people that you bring on your team that you definitely want to trust. You want to trust mm. those people because you say, oh, okay, well, you know, if you're anything like me, I'm all creative. I am not business minded at all, really. And so I am so bad. It's like, I just want to create songs. I'm weird. Yeah. I'm like the worst to like business and money management and taxes. <laughs> Tax. There should be a life, like a life school where you go to learn. I need taxes. to go to life school. <laughs> yes. Same. I need to go to life school. Um, but definitely, you know, I'm not a business person. So you bring people on and you say, okay, I, I want to trust these people. For sure. And I think um, you end up sometimes, especially when you're so young, when you really haven't learned to trust yourself yet, you give all your trust away. You do. And so you have and to, there's a vulnerability to it, you know, when you're, when you're young and, and, you know, I grew up very, in, in a way, in a sense, very sheltered, um, in the Midwest and, you know, I, I always tell people like the first few years of Nash in Nashville for me were like going to college, you know, in this like music, music school. college, um, yeah. music school of, <laughs> of, you know, 
trusting people, you know, there it's a balance because you do have to trust people, you know, to in a sense of like, hey, I need help with this. And, you know, and I think that um, the key to that is intuition. And I think um, learning to follow your gut with people is probably the most, um, I just think it's like priceless, you know, especially in music, sure. you know, as a woman. For sure. And it's kind of like what you said. I think we, you said beautifully about like when you bring a team on, it's a partnership. So mm-hmm. it's like you're bringing someone in on the, the vision. So you're working together. You're not giving all of the trust in yourself away to somebody else. You're saying like, well, I've kind of created this up to this point and I yeah. trust your knowledge and everything, but I'm you, you have, you're the CEO of the company in a sense of where you can say, Hey, like, but I don't feel like this is the direct you know exactly where I need to go with the division that the vision that I've developed for myself right exactly it's exactly. finding that balance that's a really hard narrow balance yeah and so you know and even like my manager today who's incredible I'm so grateful for my manager and um you know we talk about that all the time it's just you you're kind of you know he believes in me and my vision and just wants to like help grow that Expand you know it. and, and expand that and like you know do I listen to his input completely because he's very smart and and you know I think that that's the key is which is is why you brought him on right because he's yeah yeah. exactly and and sometimes you do have the opposite you know and I've I've experienced both sides of that but um yeah you know we're the decision at the end of the day if you're an artist out there whether you're a musician it's you you're the you're you're the one that has to live with the the decisions that you make of putting things into the world, you know, and, and if true. you're proud of them. It's so true. What, how did you learn to f- trust your gut? Like, what does that feel like for you? If you could put that, I know that's a really tough question, but what was the moment where you were like, okay, I've gotten all messed up here. Like I got to start trusting this feeling in me and what does that feel like to you how do you know how to take the next step forward in trusting yourself I think there were some definitive moments um just going back to like sort of the end of my of the label deal um I I was starting to write these songs that were really different and things that I was like oh I love this but they just weren't really getting any love you know Uh, just you know there is a very specific you know brand for country music which I think is is very interesting that's a whole other subject we could talk about but like um, you know I was writing right yeah it's its own box and I was writing just very different things and um it, you know, it got to this place where, hey, kickstarting my career, had some awesome things happen. And it just, you know, it ended in a way where I just, I got really hurt. I got really hurt. And I, I had never experienced that hurt. So to answer your question, you know, like, how do you learn to follow your intuition or to like push yourself? It's in my story, it was actually kind of came out of hurt, like out of that experience of being, really broken and I think after 
after sort of that partnership ended, a lot of friends, like a lot of, you know, a lot of industry friends, agents and people who were, you know, I thought were like great friends and totally going to believe in me no matter what, you know, because that's what they said they would do. They just sort of like fell away, you know, and it's so amazing. And I think in that moment, I just wrote, I started to, I mean, bless my husband. He really helped me through that, that time. I was so just, you know, in fact, like I stopped doing music. I started making French macaroons and started a company called Sweet Darling to kind of therapy. It was like self-therapy to get through how I felt because I couldn't do music yet. It, like to me, music was just like, it was, it was a little it's bit painful. hurtful. It was painful, which is so weird because it's something I love so much. Um, So I started making macaroons and it really healed my heart. Um, And I always tell, you know, creatives out there, cooking is so good for the soul. It is just a therapy. And then I found that I started, um, I found like this, you know, a safe group. And I started writing these songs about how I was feeling, about the about where I wanted to go about like, Hey, don't stop. You keep believing in yourself. And, and that was the birth of dream country. So dream country to me was beautiful. That album really, if you listen to it down, it was a very self letters to me, like really very personal of like Haley's comet of, you know, of like conversations with my grandfather, you know, even Mm -hmm. though he passed away and like, keep going, you know, don't, don't give up on your dream and, um, you know, wandering star. And there's so many songs in there that are, um, just very much a, like a biography of what I was going through. And it was so beautiful because in that, um, I had to fight for it. I had to fight for, there was something, there was still like a fire. And I think that like, is what like brings it all together for me is that, you know, I got hurt. I had to heal and then realize, you know, that music fire was still there. I just, I needed to find my own voice and way. And like, it was actually through pain, you know, which in tragedy, which is like so interesting, you know. It is, is interesting. I have so many thoughts. I'm like looking on your story and I'm thinking, you know, this, there's this girl that has this amazing talent that was writing from the, as deep as you could go at the time. Yeah, at when you were at Black River with me, and I'm seeing this, you could go as deep as you could go. Um, But a person who didn't fully trust themselves yet, right? Mm -hmm. Who thought maybe she did, but who who was struggling with that and was probably struggling with other things and maybe even relationships or whatever. There was a lot that you were learning about yourself then, and then it was kind of like you lost your dream for a second. Um, and it had to take that for you to heal, probably not only losing that, but all of those other things in yourself that were holding you back from that freedom place. Exactly. It's, it's almost like shedding a skin, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, you know, when I think back to it, it's, it's, it was so necessary. It was so necessary to go through, um, and 
you know, every, in fact, like I'm still learning so much every day about my industry and and who I am as an artist and all of these things. And I, I look about like the most successful people in the world have just failed so many times um, and had to go through failures and hurt and pain and, um, and then I always think, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a country singer. You know, it's like we all use this to like write songs, you know. Um, yeah. But I just always believe that God has a, a, you know, a bigger plan of like using that beauty, you know, that brokenness in, in turning it into beauty, which has actually become a huge part um, just of my like set you know I don't even mission statement in life which is like to make you know everything that I do beautiful through music cooking just to make people happy you so do that oh my gosh thank you uh, I mean gosh even your Instagram aesthetic is just (laughs) beautiful like you're just always you're just beautiful um you really are but I just I look at creativity and I Mm. think about it and so much just in like artistry you know if you are a musician or a painter or whatever and you see artists have to go through so many things to get them to you know trust themselves to get down to the core of who they are right there's a lot of breaking down that has to happen but I see that even in people who aren't necessarily the stereotypical definition of a creator um just people that have to go through certain breakdowns to chisel away at a lot of the really hard concrete walls and blocks that we build for ourselves just growing up because just like me I I also have a a really hard time sometimes trusting myself and my instincts and and standing up for myself and and really uh just I don't know believing in myself I guess and that stems back to years and years and years of feeling like I couldn't or that my de- my reality was denied growing up as a kid going, you know, I have mm. a, a drug addict dad who I struggled with, you know what I mean? And it was all these things that caused me to show up in a certain way in my career and in my life and create a totally different experience. So it's like these little breakdowns have to happen. These hammers have to fall in order to chisel away at those pieces that allow that authentic trust and spirit to come through and it's going to happen throughout our whole life right exactly and and you know it's so funny because like I feel like you know you and I are probably so similar in like the way that you know certain things that we've gone through in life and I think that um you know I definitely have those those feelings of like it's not even so much, you know, being denied in, you know, by my peers or in Nashville. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it is like that not being good enough, which is such a lie. And it's so interesting. And you, you kind of replay it over and over like a record, like, you know, and it prevents you from doors. And I'm so convinced of that, you know, and I, one thing I wanted to share that was, just a life changer for me was going so sort of getting away from you know you know I I I love touring in America and I you know will do that for the rest of my life but I started um you know exploring a new world which was you know 
Um, Dream Country, you know, when I released that, it really connected to fans in Europe. And I started touring over there and just building a fan base. And it was amazing what that did for my heart. Like, yes. I'm telling you, it just healed some wound. I think we get wounds from you know, like things that didn't work out and we replay them over and over in our head. And all of a sudden I just started to feel that like subside, you know, and um, I just gained a confidence that, that I, you know, and I know that was completely meant to be, you know, for, to get away and kind of just go try something new and like realize that, Hey, it's a big world out there, you know? We don't have to like think so linear, you know, linear, linear, okay, I can't even talk. I know exactly. Linear. I know what you're trying to say, but now I can't say. There's it. certain words I cannot say. I, I'm with that's you. That's one I can't say rural <laughs> very well. I have a hard time with authentic, authenticity. Authenticity. Authentic, uh, all of it. I struggle. If you've listened to this podcast enough, anybody who's listening right now knows. Like I struggle with the word all the time. So um, funny. Yeah, no, I just, I, I'm proud of you because I just see you, um, a lot of people would give up. Um, you know, a lot of people would, would say it's too much. And I just feel like you are constantly, you do believe in yourself enough to keep going and you're doing the work in yourself to, um, to keep yourself afloat and to keep growing as an artist. I think that that self-awareness and doing the inner work in each mm. of us only brings out more of that creative spirit and the ability to really just live uh, the most authentically when we can just be self-aware. Um, Completely. I think that's important. It's so. it's so It's so important to be just self-aware, but also know that, hey, like I'm not going to always get it right. No. Um, you know, you're not always going to get everything 100% right, but trying is great. And, and also just getting back to that basic idea that like, we each have like this beautiful, unique gift that is God given and using that for good and like thinking about it a different way and rewriting the story. Um, that's been a big thing for me is like, no, you know, like, I'm, that's not my story anymore. Like, it's part of my story. Things that are bad that happen or good, they're part of your story, but that doesn't define you. You, you write it however you want to. Oh, absolutely. I totally yeah. agree. I hear that sweet puppy in the background. Yeah. Sarah's <laughs> babysitting. This is going to be part of, um, so I am babysitting a baby golden retriever named Gibbon and then I have a sheepdog and they're they're basically squeaking and playing tug of war so it's cute it's cute but they're in the other room having a bath. I love it I love it and I'm talking um, wonderful dog mom over here exactly <laughs> so for you what was that the biggest realization through the the hurt and the healing and almost just like the numbing of the music like what was that what was the biggest realization you had that you think is probably the most important thing that you remember moving forward? I think the biggest realization, um, you know, for moving forward was just that, like, there is definitely, you know, I do believe in that, like, a purpose, you know, I think that each one of us has a, a unique purpose. And I think that I just needed to, like, 
understand that it's okay to like stop for a second, like, and re like, take care of yourself, you know, Uh and get, and get to a place where you feel like you're ready to move forward. Um, You know, I think that was a, a huge part of my, my like moving forward in music was actually taking care of my own heart, you know, and healing. Um, Because you can't, I don't think that you can actually give who you are authentically unless you're taking care of yourself and finding those things that you love. If you don't love yourself, you cannot, nobody's going to believe that, you know? Yeah. And, and like as musicians, like we're, you know, trying to tell our stories to, to connect to other people so they know that they're not alone in whatever, you know, and finding like what, what we want to say. And oh my gosh. So important. Yeah. All of those things. And that stuff, that stuff <laughs> all the comes things. when you get quiet, right? I mean, you have to take that time to get quiet and listen and to heal exactly. really. When I notice sometimes I like, I get so busy and chaotic and trying to feel like I have to, oh my gosh, like meet the needs of either social media stuff or, you know, put out oh my music by a certain time or, you know, living up to all these things. And I'm like, wait a second, why am I doing this in the first place? What am I saying? What am I wanting to represent? Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? You have it's to take so time tr- to be quiet. It's so true. And I think you and I, especially, I know this because I follow you on Instagram and we're very similar. We're both national park like junkies right now. <laughs> but, um, we totally are. We, we actually are. I feel like we need to like go do some expedition and like yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting for Europe to open so that we can go so we can do, do it in Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you know, it's funny. I think I think it's funny that you brought up social media. Like it's it can be so good and it can be so dangerous too. It's it can be a just a very dangerous, dangerous place mentally. Um, Absolutely. You know, just to keep up, you know, we always feel the pressure. We have to keep up with posts every day. And, but actually sometimes, you know, like take, take a break. I do think social media is important. Do I think that? Yes, I do. Because I get to do this podcast with you and like somebody's going to hear it and, and it could be helpful, you know, for somebody who needs a, a lifting, um, but you knowing when to like, take care of yourself, just like you said, and be quiet and like, say, Hey, I'm going to like decompress for a minute. You can always feel it coming on. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's like anxiety central, right. Where you're just oh, like, Oh my completely. gosh. I don't even feel like myself right now. I feel like I could cry if somebody looks at me wrong or <laughs> rip someone's head off. Like you just know when it's there. And I think that that there's a certain thing when it comes to uh, being able to listen to your body and to your mind and know what it needs. And I think that opens you up for so much more and how to move forward and clarity. I, I cannot stress that enough. And I need to take my own advice sometimes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Soul vacations. You got to take them. Oh, Absolutely. so have you ever done the um, Enneagram? You know what? I did it a long time ago and I don't remember what I am. So I need to do it again. You need to do it again. I'm a number four. Like, I feel like that's what I was. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you would be a four. Like I, I've done I like it. the Myers-Briggs stuff. Have you ever done that? 
Myers no. Briggs. <laughs> I Myers know Briggs. It. It's like but, an ENFP oh. or whatever, those kind of things. I'm an ENFP. So okay, I know I'm that. I'm going to investigate the, this yeah. one. I, li- I, I get into all that stuff because it's, it's so interesting. I know. I, li- I like it too. So in your opinion, through all of the stuff that you've kind of learned and and really digging into uncovering this artist within yourself, this to, to really just express yourself in a way that's been so beautiful just for all of us to watch, I feel like is so authentic um, and is only growing in that. Um, I, I love watching it. But to you, like what in your creativity, what is authentic creativity to you? What, and what is, with that being said, what is a true artist in your opinion? Being like an authentic creative is, you know, like it's definitely taking the time. I don't think that, I think that you have to make time to be creative and to like put yourself in a good headspace. Um, you know, I do get a lot of amazing ideas when I'm driving in the car and things like that. But I do think it's important to um, take time for, for like almost like a date for yourself, you know. And, um, you know, like I, I had a, like my hairstylist was saying that to me and I actually took it to heart because I was like, you know what, like maybe I'm going to do like a once a week, like date uh, like for creativity like something like whether I'm going to cook something new or just do something I've never done before um because it does spark new things you know and I think it's just taking the time to find the things that you love I love to travel that sparks so much for me songwriting um and being being true to yourself not being afraid to say what you really need to say because I Mm -hmm. think as a creative and being authentic, um, you can't be afraid. You can't be like anyone else. You know, there's already, there's already, you know, if you, you know, there's already a Casey Musgraves, you know, and she's so unique. And that's what attracts me to her is just, you know, she has a unique way of singing and telling her story and um, yeah, not being afraid, like being a bit fearless, you know? And, and I think, over the years, I used to be quite inward and introverted, and I'm still very introverted, but I've definitely become more, um, like, there's definitely, like, been, like, a bit of, like, more of a power where I'm just, like, this is what I want to do, or I'm going to try this, or no, yes, like, be, you know, try to make decisions, you know. Being able to make decisions, yeah. Being able to make decisions, for sure. So be, being able to take the time so that you can hear yourself, right? Yeah. To hear what you want, hear what you need, to hear what you want to say, because otherwise exactly. you get lost in the chaos of everyone else's voice. You feel like you have to fit into all these boxes that everyone else is saying that you have to fit into. So when you take the time to do the things that inspire you and the things that I watched that movie Soul last night. Have you seen it yet? Oh, oh my, my God. God. And I'm sitting here. Oh my God. It's so great. And it's so great. And I just am sitting here looking at him going, oh my gosh, just striving so hard thinking that everything he wanted was in that performance or that in his music and the things, everything he wanted was all around him in those 
moments where he always felt the magic, whether that was and- seeing a leaf fall or, you know, taking a trip or smiling at someone. It's just like those moments lead to those spiritual moments of beautiful, authentic creativity, whether or not you're a musician or you're, you know, I don't know, working at an insurance firm. I don't care. Like, it's just those are the moments that inspire you to be who you are and to live uh, the most fully. Yes. A joyful, a joyful life. Oh, my goodness. Like, and you, all the things you just described are the process, like to me, you know, what I got from that movie too, is just like the process, all the beautiful yes. people you meet, like you and I, like, I think about, I would have never met you, you know, no. and we're still friends and, you know, and I consider you one of my best friends and Same. like, even though you live, you know, you live in California and I live here, but like, we'll always have each other's back, you know, and I think that actually means more and you know yeah the people who are with you along the way yeah it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful journey like it I I just love it all um but yeah I just I love you're such a creative in every sense of the word like you if you're not doing music you're cooking (laughs) I am and and you're creating something and figuring something out and I think it's like I I love watching your cooking stuff too like you just love that that's just therapeutic I love you know I honestly love it just as like you know people like I get interview questions about like do you love me what what do you love more and I was like no honestly I just love it it's so creative (laughs) I think I just love creative being creative yeah you just love bringing things forward Yes. And, you know, I read this really cool article that I feel like is so perfect for just your like podcasts and creativity, what you're doing. But it was talking about how um, like things that we love are like, and I'm going to pronounce this probably wrong, but intrinsic, like, so, you know, for me, I started making macaroons and I loved it so much and it was therapeutic. And then of course, like when I started selling them and like it got overwhelming, I was like, oh, I hate this, you know, but like, there's so many, that's like, to me, that's like the best things or when you're, you're doing it because you love it, you know? And so I just really love to cook and I don't, maybe one day, like I'll write a cookbook or do something. That'd be fun. You should, you totally should. Yeah. But you're doing a a little TV show now um, called Darling Does. Is that, does that have anything to do with cooking too, or is it just solely music? So it is, it is a complete lifestyle bundle of me doing cooking bits, um, fashion, makeup tutorials, um, music. So it's like this little box set of like my life. Everything um, you love. Which is everything I love. And, you know, and I think that's the beauty of, you know, quarantine and isolation you know the last year and a half has been so crazy for all of us and I started doing baking live on Thursdays just for fun to kind of keep the morale up of my fans and that was the reason Darling does happen on Country Line TV so you know there's always beautiful things that happen from you know you you think nothing's gonna happen and something great does 
something does when you stay consistent and you keep listening and you keep just you just keep going you're exactly you're killing it i'm so girl you're killing it i'm so proud of you with this podcast this is Uh, awesome Thank you. I, I'm loving doing it. You know, whether whether anybody is out there listening right now or not, I am loving every moment of it. And I appreciate everyone who does listen. And uh, it's just fun. And it teaches me, you know, like I'm I've been bringing people on that I think are just so inspiring and helping me through my process of just uncovering all of those little, you know, blocks and walls in, in me. Like, I just want to keep expanding and, and keep just, I don't know, connecting, I think is, is my, my big thing. And so all these interviews are so helpful. You have this gift of, I feel like you're, you're very, um, you're definitely like a light giver, you know, you're a, I always feel that you, you know, that's like part of you is just like bringing light to other people and like connecting people and connection. And Thank you. I definitely, I definitely feel this with this project. You know, I see that. Oh, thank you. I, I hope so. I hope, I hope uh, my whole goal was just to put a little love quarantine project too. You know what I mean? Quarantine love. love out there. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the world. And I'm just like, what if we could stay connected to love? What if we could stay connected to our truth and, I think this time has really um, brought a lot of us to healing in a lot of ways. Mm. I think a lot of the things that have been happening in the world have shaken us and have kind of brought us back to some of our childhood fears or brought up um, a lot of stuff within our families or a lot of things that maybe our families haven't talked about needs to talk about, you know, like belief systems. And I think a lot of stuff has been coming up and, um, So I just think it's kind of a time that's calling us all to heal and to remove a lot of the blocks and to connect with the deeper parts of ourselves so that we can just grow into just these beautiful expressions of ourselves. Um, And like I say, it doesn't matter if you're a songwriter or working at an insurance agency. I don't care. Like we're all creating and expressing ourselves in these new ways and finding ways to be more fearless finding ways to listen more, finding more ways to trust our gut and finding ways to connect to um, the deepest, deepest, truest parts of ourselves, which I personally believe is love. And uh, so that's why the love freak is the, the way for me right now. I love it. I couldn't agree more. Have you ever read the secret? I, Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) I love. I do too. I just think, no, it's so true, but like, I think you're right. I think love is is the way to tap into all the good things in life, really. Yeah. And I mean, it's creating, you know, the foundation of all of that is is has brought all of everything that we are and see around us forth in a in its own creative expression. So it's just imagine it was like, gosh, if we can all connect to that, what we can bring forth ourselves to just add and to create a, a better environment for that for everybody, you know? So, which brings me to, I always ask people like these last three questions, kind of the same, love it in the same vein. So I'm going to move into that really quick. I just want to know in your opinion, what is the biggest threat to our society today? Ooh, (laughs) great question. (laughs) Um, 
you know, I was thinking about this today. Um, I'm going to say just social media is really interesting right now. You know, I got online last night and there's, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, people put out posts and just, it's a, it's like a, a place where anyone can say anything mean. Yeah. And, and I just think that (laughs) it is, it is dangerous, you know, like whether you're a huge celebrity or you're not a celebrity, celebrity at all. I think people are feeling bad about themselves because of social media. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, we got to kind of, uh, are the dogs going crazy right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, my poor I husband is like, laughing. he's watching them for a second. And it's so funny. Cause I just heard like a, a giant thud. thud. <laughs> I heard it too. But, but yeah, to be, to be honest with you, I think, um, I think just like not being kind, like, um, not thinking about other people's interests or hearts before saying something is like sure. a major problem for me. Sure. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. I could totally see that. Like, so what do you think? And with that, like, what's the most important thing that we can do to kind of heal the collective and create more of an environment that's grounded in more love and kindness and, and that gives people more of a space to create from that authentic version of themselves, allowing people to be who they are. I think, I think that comes through, um, giving, you know, I think, I think, you know, being able to like give yourself, you know, to other people and help encourage other people. I think that's only going to just help the world of creativity, you know, is just being able to, you know, inspire other people to do what they love. Um, and it's so funny because like, you know, in a, in a career where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other, other women and like, what's so-and-so doing and how do I do that? You know, I think it's, it's just like letting go and being like, okay, like I'm going to like help other people and try to do that the best I can. I love that. I love it. Sarah Darling, everyone. Thank you so <laughs> much for joining today. Where can everybody find you? What is your... Oh, goodness. Um, Where are you the most? On I am Instagram? on Instagram, um, official Sarah Darling, um, at underscore Sarah Darling on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I do Campfire Live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Central on Facebook. And I've just finished five new songs that have been mixed and are going to mastering. So just putting, putting, you know what? It's really fun to talk to you. Cause like, I'm now recreating a new, like a new vision for a whole new set of songs. So I'm, I'm busy like doing that at the moment. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to hear what this whole next project's going to be for you. Cause I just feel like it's going to just give us even more clarity into your heart and just everything we talked about today. I think it's just going to be amazing. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I love you, friend. And thank you for doing this beautiful podcast. Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Love Freak Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram at the love freak underscore. Don't forget that's F-R-E-Q. Or to find out more information, you can go to www.thelovefreak.me. 
Look for a new episode every Tuesday.